Hey, business building warrior. This is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We have another guest today. This is one of those episodes where we turn on the video cameras so you can jump over to YouTube. There's a link in the show notes if you're listening and you can watch it if you'd like. Most people just listen and that's fine. It's just two guys hanging out talking to Amazon. Replens business. This is yet another Replens success story. Our guest today, Mike, has, as we're wrapping up August 2021, that's the month we're in right now as I'm recording this, and we still have several days left in the month as I'm recording this, he just hit $80,000 in sales at about 20% profit margin, and he is so excited. He's already put $16,000 in the bank, in other words, from his Amazon business, selling products that he's finding using the replan strategies that we teach in the Proven Amazon course. So if you don't have that course yet, if you haven't jumped in, this is yet another person saying, hey, this stuff just works. And some of the things that stand out today from this interview, I just recorded it. Now I'm doing the intro after the fact, but some of the things that jumped out, this guy's been doing internet marketing and involved in internet business since the mid nineties, which in dog years is like ancient history, right? Guys like me that have been around almost forever. It seems like, you know, I'm 20 years into this, this stuff works that we're teaching now. So I asked him, one of the questions is, Hey, compare the opportunity now that you're in with Amazon and the replant strategy, this business that you're building compared to all the other stuff you've been involved with. He's done it all. He's seen it all. He's worked for companies that do it. He's done it himself. And he tells us, and to summarize his comment, I loved it. He said, Jim, I hope this isn't too much, but it's shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) If you follow the instructions, if you do what you guys teach, it just works. The products are everywhere once you know how to see them and look for them. And these opportunities have led now to some wholesale opportunities that he's talking about. And I think it won't be long and he'll have some great private label rolling as well. Very organically stepping into these higher level, more risk type scenarios, if you will, for Amazon sellers. But the easy stuff, the low-hanging fruit is where he's at right now, and he's having a blast with it. It hasn't been all roses and rainbows and cherries the whole way. He's had some rough months. He's taken full months off at a time just to travel and enjoy the outdoors with his family and comes back and lo and behold, his numbers have slipped a little bit. Shouldn't shock anybody, right? He talks about coming to our event recently in Tampa, meeting some of the great people there, the very specific strategies and tips that he picked up while he was there, listening to some of the leaders and coaches and even just the members of our community, bumping into them in the hallway, talking business. He put some of those things to work and he tells us exactly what those ideas were and how it impacted his business. And he directly credits this phenomenal month that he's having right now and hopefully continuing that upward curve into the fourth quarter and into 2022. He credits it to those conversations that he had and just the good people of this community. So if you're not surrounded with those kinds of people who are encouraging on and dropping those powerful hints and tactics and strategies, well, you need to be a part of our free Facebook group. It's over 66,000 people as I'm recording this, people from all over the world who are using the strategies that we teach, not just the Amazon, but all kinds of internet business building strategies. But we do start most new students out with the replens strategy on Amazon because it just works. Our guest today, Mike, said it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I've never heard anyone call it that before, but I think the analogy works. If you want to jump into our Facebook group and hang out with people who are doing this business, we actually just blew by a thousand success story posts in the group. 
You can go to silentgym.com, look for the Facebook link, jump in there with us. We'd love to have you hang out. But let's get over and meet Mike. He's a family guy. He's got a young kid and a wife. They're doing life together, living a flexible schedule. I think you're really going to enjoy his story. And one last thing I'll say is you may notice this is a longer episode today. Well, Mike really gets into the weeds on some very specific details on how he finds product, where he goes, where he sources, what part of the store he looks at, what he's looking at in analyzing something that's going to do well for his business, what kind of products he doesn't sell. He really gets into the weeds. So if you're brand new and this is your first episode, you may find yourself thinking, man, I don't understand some of this terminology. That's okay. Listen to a few more episodes besides this one. Get into our Facebook group. It'll come to you soon enough. If you're ready to jump in the proven Amazon course, it's $29 a month. You get it all starting day one. You get everything. You can work through it at your own pace. You pay 29 bucks every month, shut it off whenever you'd like, but you're not going to want to shut it off because this stuff works and you're going to scale and grow and the course scales and grows with you as your business grows. So that's the way we've set it up because we want you making money not spending a ton of money on courses and software up front. It's just not necessary. All right. God bless you, business building warrior. Let's jump over and meet Mike. So Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jim. I'm super excited to be here. Good to see you. Good to have you here, man. I want to get right into your story. Let's hear it. Yeah. So my story is a little bit different than the others that have been on the podcast one that I've been involved in internet marketing or e-commerce since 1995. So uh, I started working for another company when I was 18 years old. I turned 44 next week. So it's been been quite the ride. But um, I started off pretty much affiliate marketing and, and selling you know clicks on, on websites back in the mid-90s. And uh, I actually was paid, some guy paid me from California. I was living in Florida. He, uh, he paid me to quit college and come work for his company. I'd never met him. My parents were so upset. How can you, how can you, you know, go work for someone you don't know and trust them and quit college? What are you doing? But, yeah, uh, that was crazy territory. <laughs> Those of us in the 90s who are figuring out ways to make money, the early 90s, make money on the internet, we're a very rare breed for sure. So yeah, you're one of the pioneers, man. I love it. Yeah, it was fun. And the, the company was small company, maybe five people. We ended up doing some development work for AT&T on like a pocket net service where they did like sports scores and odds and all that. So, uh, so that was a fun, a fun time, you know, through what we call the wild west of the internet and, and all of that. So that was pretty good, but I branched off on my own. See, that was mid nineties. I branched off on my own in 2000. I started, uh, a, a development company. We did programming and, you know, website development and stuff for, for companies. And so I kind of slowly started working on my own and getting away from people who were, uh, getting away from people who are telling me what to do. So yeah, building your own my, business, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I, I really liked working for myself and I, I was fairly successful at it. However, I, I went through divorce and kind of went through some real rough times for a while and, and lost everything and started back down, you know, the, the connection route of, who do you know? And, and, and I was working in a sign shop for a while. This is 2006, 2007, kind of lost it all. And over the next uh, four or five years, I really 
started to dive into e-commerce. I ended up working with an old connection and I ended up uh, teaching myself, what was it, uh, teaching myself supply chain and operations. And, you know, this guy just needed some help figuring out products online. And so I was a internet sleuth, if you will. And, and I liked searching. And so he's like, Hey, why don't you come on? I'll pay you. And, you know, just help me figure out products, essentially private label. It's what everybody knows now is private label. They're the guys that sell stuff on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. So I did that for a while and it developed into a role uh, as actually VP of product and supply chain for a company that ended up, you know, a, a private label product that hit it big. It was a sugar-free chocolate. And it was kind of around the time of the keto diet and everything. So it like really, really blew up. And that's what I did until March of last year. So it was getting pretty hot and heavy. And this is where my story really starts to get exciting. And uh, it was getting hot and heavy in that I was working 18 to 20 hours a day. We were selling tons of product on the internet and the store started to want their product. And I've always been remote. So since 1999, I've worked from home, unlike you know a lot of people out there. And their business was getting so big that they decided to say, hey, Mike, we need you to move out to Arizona with us and work from the office. And I said, whoa, <laughs> I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. You know, driving into work, I've never had that. So my wife and I, we kind of started planning and evaluating what we wanted to do with our life. And working in an office wasn't it for me. So four or five months prior, without really understanding anything of all this COVID craziness or anything, we we planned. We downsized the one vehicle. We started cutting our costs. We started realizing what truly mattered to us. And to me, it's spending time with family. Um, I didn't mention I, I'm a father of I'm married. I have three kids. I've got a 21-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So the the two older ones are out of the house now, the and uh, the, the living with their mom in California, and then the seven year old um, I have with my current wife, and we're here, and we've we, we like to do the things that I didn't get a chance to do before. Meaning we we like to go hiking and spend time outdoors and all that. And right, so as the an flexibility, adult, you 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 truly value the flexibility time spent with family, and you built your life yeah, around that. So, and and that's changed. I mean, my, my son and I put together a little YouTube channel of our hikes and th- stuff like that. And like little, we call them dad ventures. And that's really where I wanted my life to go. So I didn't want to work more in an office of 16, 17 hour days, and never see my family, but make a lot of money. So we decided to part ways with that company and they were, they were great. I still talk to them today, a very good relationship with them. But I left the first week of March, 2020. So we know what happened right after that. Was COVID. I was out celebrating and I was, I was camping in the middle of the Smoky Mountains when all the COVID craziness happened. And so after a week, we, we come back into, you know, one of the towns, I think it was Gatlinburg and it was like a ghost town. It's like imagine walking into Disney World at, uh, you know, after hours, there's nobody there. It was yeah during crazy. peaks d- during peak season, middle of the day, walking in. You know, I saw it was like twilight zone, right? Yeah, it was completely. <laughs> but there's nobody crazy. there. Yeah, yeah so crazy. for us, I think I I left that job at the right time. So yeah. you know, it was it was a horrible time for for the world and and certainly the U.S. economy, but great for 
you know, someone who's trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And so I was able to take an extended vacation and I didn't work for pretty much all of 2020 and just kind of wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. We traveled, did road trips across the U.S. and just camp in every state. So we did those fun things and kind of fourth quarter came and it's like, well, what do I do? I started talking to a former business partner of mine and he pointed me to the My Silent Team Facebook group. He pointed me to your podcast and he was like, hey, there's this course. And at, at the time he had a special on the, just the replants module. So he says, man, for whatever it was, 30 bucks or something. He says, you can figure it out. He says, I've, you know, I'm doing 30, 40 grand a month. And, you know, I think it's legit. You know, he says, I think it's legit. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. So December 23rd, I bought the course. And December 31st, I made my first sale. It was a FBM sale of a product that I did not have. I just looked at Walmart and said, oh, I can sell this. And so I listed the product and it sold like three hours later. I was like, yeah. whoa. So try running out to Walmart, buying a product, um, New <laughs> Year's, Year's Eve, Eve. <laughs> 10, 15 at night. It was a little crazy. So I went through that, that process and I ended up selling $12,000 in January of 2021. Uh, pretty much that product, just like eight different ASINs of the same product. Oh, I so like that. That's a good, that's a oh, good yeah. point to dig into just a little bit because some people think it's about finding good products. It's not as much as about finding good ASINs. And that's one of the things exactly. we drive into your, your brain when you go through our, our content is you're not looking for good products, you're looking for good winning ASINs. And that product might be listed the exact same product. Now, Amazon likes to think they have a nice clean catalog, but they don't. <laughs> one of my best sellers right now, for example, one of them that sells one or two a day, is the exact same product can be bought for less money using the same picture on another listing, mm -hmm. but we charge more and our listing gets a plenty of activity as well. And people buy it all day, every day. They like having it shipped from us for some reason, you know, we're selling at FBM and it just, it sells. I think we're selling at FBA too, actually, but there's two listings for the same product, which Amazon could come along at any point and shut one of them down perhaps, I guess, but they haven't. It's been a year and a half. <laughs> right. And I like and the other I listing, Amazon on both of the listings. Yeah. We're on, well, we're not on the other one because the price is so low and there's a good handful of sellers beating each other up every day on that low rank right. ASIN. Uh, on that, I should say, when I say low rank, I mean like it, it ranks better than ours in the search. Right. Ours is on like page three, but enough people find it. And there's only right. us selling it right now at a higher price and people buy it. Right. So yeah, same product, different ASINs. And that's part of what we drilled into you. So it sounds like you caught on to that lesson very quickly. Yes, absolutely. So I mean, I I probably finished the course in two weeks, but I I mean I think of the replens module, I mean the zero to ten thousand section of that, I mean, I I probably binge watched it like some people watch Lord of the Rings or whatever the current yeah. TV show is. You, you flew through it. Yeah, I, I did. And that's really all I mean, I didn't really think I needed the other stuff yet. I mean, anybody taking the course, I mean, zero to 10,000. I mean, I think even halfway through that, you've got more than enough to launch your first product. I mean, I, I made several thousand dollars before I finished that. Yeah. Well, you made a sale within a week. You listed something. And we don't advise this, by the way. <laughs> Put something up for sale that you don't actually either, have to have. It's stressful. <laughs> Scramble over to Walmart and hope they actually have it in stock, you know? <laughs> 
get yourself yeah, a little bit of fortunately trouble. this was one of those ones that had hundreds and hundreds in stock and i was selling yeah. a two-pack so yeah i got lucky on that yeah but you've you discovered very quickly once you know what you're looking for and how to do this thing you know there's a lot of product out for there sure. as you've discovered right yeah so through january i mean i was running around and I mean, I was driving 250 miles away, clearing the shelves of every single Walmart in the area. I had learned that, you know, different stores price match Walmart and all you got to do is have Walmart app up. And, you know, so I, I was clearing them out and I realized this, I'm getting back to the life that I don't want. So I, I do, again, I, I do a lot of camping and February is good camping season. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm pulling the plug. I'm going FBA now that I made my money. So that was another issue I had is because I hadn't worked in almost a year, I was very tight on budget. So I started with, I want to say my wife said, okay, you can spend up to $1,500 on our personal credit card. And so that's what I started with. And I made $12,000 in sales off of $1,500 on my credit card. And then I would get paid and I'd quickly pay that off and I'd go buy more and, you know, and, and I arbitraged that money and ultimately pushed it over to FBA. So my February was, wasn't so hot. You know, it was half of what January was. I was bummed. But then March came and blew it out of the water. So, you know, I was like, all right. So I hit 6,000 in February and I think I was back up at 12,000, 11 or 12,000 in uh, in March, all FBA, no FBM at the time. So that's when every single day, you know, I have what you say, the most valuable asset. I, I have time. I have what a lot of people don't have these days. And I didn't have money where, you know, those are work and probably have a little bit more money than time. So I would spend all day and devote 40, 50, 60 hours a week to finding new ASINs, to, you know, going to the different stores. I would, I mean, people got to know me in the stores and I looked like the weirdo four and a half hours in one aisle. And I looked up everything and it, it took me a while, but, you know, very quickly I got good. I got good at reading Keepa. I figured out my plan and it was a, a, a really great learning process for me. And I think I'm pretty good at keep on making those decisions right now. So you left us off in March. Here we are, April, May, June, July, August. How's the last five, six months gone for you? What's it looking like? So I've pretty much, so through June, I've averaged roughly $10,000 a month. And, you know, like, like Jimmy said, that it's tough to break that hurdle. And it's just throwing a ton of testing a ton of product and, and, you know, learning what works for you. In mid-June, we decided we're packing up, we're doing what we did last year, and we're going on a month-long road trip. Now, by road trip, we're not staying in hotels. We have a Subaru Outback. We pack it up, we've got our tent, and we just drive. So wow. our goal was to head out west, and, you know, we went through Texas and New Mexico and Utah and Idaho, and we, we camped in the woods not organized campsites or anything like that. We just find a campground. Uh, what we did is in Texas, we stopped off in Houston and we stayed with family for two days. And I brought, I brought my little zebra printer. I brought my boxes. I brought all that because I was going sourcing. And 
I sourced in the, the Mecca, I don't know, HEB out there. I thought, oh, this is going to be so much better than, than where I'm sourcing in Florida. It wasn't. Their prices were higher than, than where I was. But I still sent in maybe, you know, 100 different products in the two days that, uh, that I was there. So I, I was feeding the beast. And then we I kind of got used to being out in the woods. And I said, you know what? Forget this. I'm done. At the end of my trip, I'm going to go through Walmart heaven in, in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'll source there too. But for the next couple of weeks, I'm just going to enjoy myself. And I disconnected. So all of that, you know, I ended up sourcing a little bit. So I, I sent probably 350 products total on, over 32 days, whereas I was sending in that much in a single week prior. Right. So, so we returned mid-June, a couple of days actually before the Proven Conference. We came back because of the Proven Conference, which was here in Tampa. I live in Tampa. And my numbers were so low. It was depressing. You know, I went from five, six, seven hundred dollar days to, you know, fifty, sixty dollar days. And so I was walking around with my head down at the the proven conference and I was like, man, you know, this is my issue, but you know, I enjoyed my trip. So my goal of going to the proven conference, so anyway, so my my is doing very well. My goal of going to the proven conference was to learn, you know, I, to solve my money problem, number one, but then learn how to scale on a limited budget. You know, mm-hmm. is that what, what can I do to scale further? And it delivered. And I, I'll share my, my other number with you, which is mind blowing for myself here to believe I'm looking at it on the sheet of paper next to me and I'm just proud. I'm very proud. So at the conference, I learned a lot from the speakers, but I learned more from those relationships that I built. Absolutely. So I'm always hearing you say it, yep. but it's absolutely true. So I met people like Kang Dang, who's been on the, the podcast, uh, someone Ryan Kimura, who you know recently posted his first $100,000 month, Josh Rojas, you know, Abe, obviously talking to them, Anthony Beck, you know, these guys, are, they were all very willing to share information. And actually, prior to to that, I had talked to someone who was on the podcast before, Chris Beam. She was uh, on the podcast, but last second, she wasn't able to make it. Yeah. So I had reached out to her. So disappointing. I love, she's the one who came up with, uh, she calls the private label model, the pants loss model. (laughs) (laughs) If you start there, you're going to lose your pants. Don't do it. Yeah, she's hilarious. And you know, I I reached out to her after the podcast and we kind of, built a little bit of a relationship, but not much. But when I heard that she wasn't going to be able to make it, I offered to say, I'm going to take notes and I can share it with you. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Oh, that's so, so cool. Reaching out to her a little bit. I, I built a relationship with her. Yeah. And that was huge for me, you know, and she was like, oh, look for this. She's more advanced than me. So she, she led me in the right direction. And then talking to some of these other guys that, that I met, all of that coming together, I learned one thing is my mindset, even with all the e-commerce experience and everything that I had, I was thinking too little. I wasn't willing to take a risk. Mm. And so the biggest takeaway I got from the show is exactly this. I'm trying to sell my replans. Uh, I was looking for products that are cost me under $15 and I want to make 4 or $5 each on them. Why? Because that's that's what's taught. That's easy to achieve, super easy to achieve. You get something with 10 drops, makes you five bucks, and you do that 
500 times over and over and over, and it's great. But how do you scale quicker? How do I make my money work better for me? And so people like Kang Dang and Ryan Kamara, they said, okay, you, you know Keepa now. You know how to find that 10-drop product. You know how to find a 50-drop product. You know how to make that $5, but you're not willing to spend more. So how do you get a bigger return? Is either you can sell four products, make $5 each, or you can sell one product that makes $20. And that made so much sense to me is that, okay, at 10 drops, it's only going to sell so many times per month for me. 10 drop ASINs are everywhere. Right. And so it's just as easy to find one that makes you 20, 30, 40, even $50 as it is to find the one that makes you five. That's right. Once you're confident and you trust the chart, you trust your data, you're, you've built up your confidence that, okay, this works. You can go drop with full confidence, a hundred or two hundred dollars on a product that's going to bring you fifty or eighty dollars once everything's said and done, right? It gets it's a little easier when you're first starting. You don't start there, but it sounds like you're playing into slightly deeper waters now, right? Yeah. So at the show, so right after the proven conference, I started putting some of this into play, and I'd kind of built some masterminds with some of the people that I met there, and I think. I'd done maybe $68,000 by the end of the show for the year on August 4th. So that's a couple days after the show ended. I forget, maybe a week or two. Right. I posted on in the group that I made $75,000 for the year and I was successful. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. On August 13th, I had cleared $100,000 for the year. So 25 grand in just a few weeks. Yes. Jim. Nice. That's, that's a huge leap. So, so were you rolling some of your profits more aggressively into higher priced product? You know, talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. So, so number one, the biggest issue I have is cash flow. So when you send products into FBA, it takes a couple of weeks to check in and then you got to wait a couple of weeks after it sells to get paid. Right. So I signed up with one of the, the finance companies, a company called Payability. Yes. And for me, it, it, it works. I get paid daily. And right. their yeah, cut great, is great sponsor yeah. of the show. Yeah. They're they're good. Their cut is like two percent of the overall, you know, and I'm rounding the numbers. It's probably some other thing. It's two percent of your overall sales, but it comes out to about five percent of my payout. So for me, with the margins that I had, and I'm operating at the time I was operating about twenty-five percent, it makes sense. It's like I need access to capital. If I don't have it, I can't buy the product. It didn't make sense. So right. So I went and, and I financed that, and that gave me the daily cash flow. So I got back into FBM a little bit with some higher priced items that were hot. I could sell 20, 30, 50 of them a day, and you ship them out, and you got money in your account the next day. And then I go out and I buy those products again because they're everywhere, they're plentiful. And and I get make more and more and more. And, and Jim, right before you and I got on the the call here, I cleared $80,000 for this month. In August so far, I've got $80,000. You've sold 80 grand in August. 80 that's grand tremendous. August, What's yeah. your margin? It's 21 and a half percent. So wow. that's after the cost of my boxes. That's after the cost of everything, except for paying myself. Wow. Clearing 20% so, on 80 grand. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. I'm thankful every day. 
and I owe it 100% to attending the Proven Conference and building the relationships with those other people who attended. Yeah. And, and you've shared the majority of the advice that, that pushed you over the edge too. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no secret insider, like only the people who are on the true inside get the good information. We don't do that here. We share very openly. Here's how it works. And we have plenty of people that just listen to this podcast and kind of experiment and play around and figure it out. You know, I mean, I don't know why you'd avoid paying 29 bucks a month for a course that spells it out and keeps you up to date, but some people don't want to do that. Okay. Um, it's worth it. I'm still shocked. I mean, I, I've got a lot of experience in e-commerce and, you know, I, I wanted to go to the show and I wanted to kind of vet you out, you know, you and everybody else to see, you know, if there was other intentions or anything. I was skeptical because doing business on the internet, you learn to be skeptical. Yes. And yeah. I was just stunned. Of well, I'll tell everybody you, everybody that tell I tell you a story, Mike. You'll appreciate this, man. Early on, when I was first getting into internet marketing, I had just gone full time. I worked for Microsoft, and this is in what year was this? Well, we're coming up on twenty years ago. Wow, <laughs> hasn't been quite that long, like around eighteen, nineteen years. But I had just gone full time in internet marketing, selling on eBay. The first versions of my book were starting to sell. I had a few clients I was coaching. The Jim Cochran coaching program was basically me and eight students at that point, right? <laughs> so right. I went to this internet marketing event, man, I was excited. And I didn't have that skepticism. I was just thrilled to be around other people who were doing what I do and who were, who were making a go of this, using the internet creatively to launch businesses from home and waking up you know, with their families around them and having a nice long breakfast if they want to. If the weather's nice, you go camping or you go to the zoo that day. And if you know, you want to work, you work. And I just was amazed by this whole new world. But I went to this event and it was instantly deflating and discouraging wow. because it was speaker after speaker after speaker with a three to $8,000 offer. And I overheard them comparing notes, who could get the most people to run to the back of the room and buy the course, buy the content, <laughs> buy the whatever. And I was, I was sickened by it. And I met some really good people there uh, that are great friends to this day they were sickened by it too. And I determined in that moment, if I'm ever at a point where I'm hosting events, you're going to pay a low ticket price and there's going to be nothing sold. It's just going to be content and good connections and relationships and friendships. And yeah, we're going to make sure the bills get paid. I want to pay my team. I'm not afraid to collect money for, for good content and services and courses. That doesn't bother me a bit because there's value there but it's not going to be a pitch fest. It's going to be about the community. So I love that you came in with that skeptical because you've probably been to those pitch fest events. They're not hard to find. They're starting to die out Absolutely. a little bit. It's hard that you can destroy your reputation hosting those things pretty fast, but that's not what we do. We've done nine events now, eight of them in person, I think nine uh, total. One had to be virtual because of COVID, but it's like you just said, Mike, Everyone comes away saying, man, it was the relationships and yeah, the content's good. And now I've got the recordings and I'll watch the videos, but I skipped a few sessions out in the hallway meeting, you know, some of our coaches, some of the other successful students in our community, mm -hmm. some people who just like staying under the radar with multi-million dollar businesses. And they're there to share their, share their ideas. You never know who you're going to run into. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that perspective. But if you got anything else to share too, but I thought I just fill in the back story. Like I was there myself where you right. kind of like that skeptical, the other events I went to after that, I came in with my arms crossed and left my wallet in the room. If you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, to learn, you know, guys. I mean, not sign up for eight coaching programs. 
Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I felt a lot of the same stuff. I mean, I, I tried to stay away from the pitch fests in the past because I would go four, five, six trade shows a year for 20 plus years and all internet marketing focus. And it's generally all everybody going to me. We always just say, you don't go to the seminars or anything like that. You don't learn anything because they just rehash everything. You go to the the center bar, you go to where everybody is hanging out at the hotel and you meet people. So I haven't been afraid of relationships. I haven't been afraid of of talking. And that's ultimately what led me to building these relationships. I mean, I, I was talking to someone at the end of the the show one day and I said, Hey, you want to go outside or, you know, you want to come back? We had one of the balcony, two bedroom rooms. I said, we want to come sit out and continue talking on the balcony. And I brought my family with me. I had my, my wife, my seven-year-old son, and actually my 70 year old mother-in-law with me. Wow. She was there with us too. Yeah. She's the one at the end of it. She, we had to call the ambulance and she kind of had a bout of uh, dehydration. That was her. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was off site at the time and only heard about it. I'm so sorry. I'm glad she was okay. I heard she was okay. The next day it was just dehydration. I'd heard her. It was dehydration, but she'd had some health issues in the past. So she was concerned yeah. and she insisted that the, the paramedics took her in and everything. Yeah, my, my phone she started blowing good. up with people texting me like, Hey, be praying. Someone's an ambulance is here for, uh, for yeah. one of the attendees. Yeah, you know, to speak of the good people at the show, as the huge fire truck and ambulance and everybody, as they rolled up, you know, I'm out there. And of course, that's right as it starts pouring down rain. Yes. Uh, Behind the the fire truck shows uh, Anthony Weinbeck. He shows up. He's like, we just talked and, you know, he had met my my son and and he says, hey, Mike, do you need anything? Is everything all right? And I briefly told him, he says, you know, well, we're here for you. Do, you. do you need us to watch your son? He's like, I could come up and help out or whatever. I mean, he said he was just walking by, but to me, it was just, it was magical. Like, really? These are the people that are here. You know, I, I was stunned. Everybody at the, the show, I mean, I, I didn't meet a single person that I didn't think was genuine. And that was genuine in every belief that they have, every belief that is presented on this podcast. And I, I just truly, truly loved it. And he texts me, he texts me at, you know, midnight that night. Hey, how's everything going? Hmm. And it's like, man, these people are wonderful. You know I mean? They're, they really are wonderful. And it kind of restored my faith in internet commerce, if you will, you know, like meeting other people are in it and they're not yeah. just yeah. shady. Yeah, that, I, I love the direction we're going here, and and there's some intentionality behind it. It doesn't happen naturally. One of the weaknesses of internet business is it disassociates people. It it separates people. I actually had an opportunity to tell one of the senior vice presidents at Amazon. He he who asked me a great question. He's like, hey, if you were in charge of Amazon, what changes would you make around here? As a guy who sees the third party selling space and understands it and works with these people, you know, what change would you make? And I shocked him with my answer because I said, what, what Amazon's doing is it's, it's destroying the potential for relationships. And you may have heard me share this story before, but I said, you separate the buyers and the sellers. We're not allowed to build relationships. And that's, that, that lack of relationship is where the internet struggles. And we look as people building businesses online from home and we think, oh, I can just separate myself out and, and not associate with others. I just want to get behind my glowing keyboard and make some money. Show me, someone show me how to do it. Well, that doesn't work long-term. You need people, you need community, you need relationships. And we drive that home so much that our events 
I think it was our coaching director, Nathan, that first said it. He said, you're going to see more hugs than handshakes. You know, we're doing life together. We call each other up. We check in on each other. We pray for each other. Our families get together on trips and there's people who think back, you know, they attend each other's weddings, right? Or stand up. We've had people get married right. and stand up as best men, you know, in each other's, or, or better yet, weddings happening in our community. You know, the story <laughs> of, of Jeff Clark wow. and Diana Wallace, both losing their spouse, commiserating at an event. A couple of years later, they're married and just these beautiful connections. And so, yeah, we're all about doing life together. And that has become bigger than the business component of it. If you really dive in, it's a few thousand of us that this is like family to us. And, and we take it very seriously with arms wide open and the doors are always open for new people to come in. And I'm glad you experienced that, Mike. That's pretty cool for me to hear that, you know, while, I, while I'm away and I'm not even anywhere near people that I, that people that are on our team, our coaches and leaders and other just random people in our community are just great quality people. And, and business builders tend to be pretty cool people. I've noticed over the years, someone who's running a successful business, there's a 99% chance you're dealing with a grounded servant minded. Cause you gotta be to run a business. You gotta be willing to serve just good quality people. There's a lot of them out there. So yeah, I love hearing those stories. I didn't know the backstory on uh, whose mom it was. I knew it was somebody's mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she's okay. And you know, wh where I was going before I, we took that tangent was I invited several people, several days in a row. I invited, you know, just to come hang out on the balcony and let's have a little bit more intimate of a conversation. My wife actually made us dinner and everything while we were out there. And so it was kind of neat, you know, but we see everybody walking by and say hi to everybody. But doing that, just asking, nobody said no. Anybody said, hey, you, you know, want to take this out here? There's no, no other, you know, we don't want to be the last ones in here. Let's go out by the pool or whatever. Everybody said yes. It was great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, building those relationships was, was really, really big for me and instrumental. Now, I, I left out part of my story, and I, I've actually spoken to you before on the Clubhouse app, because at the end of April, my account was suspended. Oh, so for okay. two and a half weeks, two, two, two and a half weeks, my account got suspended because I made a rookie mistake. I listened to Amazon seller support. Ooh, caution. I took them at their word, and they were wrong. <laughs> so, so what does that mean? is that I received an IP complaint for a bag of beans that I bought at the local grocery store. And I was convinced. I was like, well, it was an IP complaint that came through as a, a copyright infringement thing. So it's like came under the same, the same header in your, your performance notifications. And I was like, well, this is legit. I've got all my receipts and everything. And so I went into that cocky, you know, and I, I contacted the, seller support. And I told them, so this is legit. I could send in whatever. And they said, oh, your account health is in good standing. You've got nothing to worry about. Don't worry about it. Okay. So I didn't worry about it. But what they didn't tell me is just reply to the performance notification, the complaint you have to reply. So if anybody gets anything out of this podcast, reply to everything instantly. Even if you're saying, hey, I'm just, I'm going to look into this or Thank you very much. I want you to know this is received. I'll respond appropriately shortly. Just reply. 10 days after that message was sent with no reply on the dot, my account was automatically suspended. Had I just replied, there would have been no suspension. So trying to get my account back was hard. So that's where Scott Margolius came in. And 
he's such a nice, genuine guy that, you know, he was responding to my frantic Facebook messages and in the group and, you know, in the situation at hand. And he helped me and he walked me through the process and it, it was simple enough. And I mean, I'm, I think I'm probably a little bit more advanced than some of my responses and than others just through my experience in the past. So I had already formulated a couple different um, plan of actions and, you know, he advised me, okay, well, I would go this, this route, whatever. But ultimately what, what got me on suspended was getting a retraction much quicker to get a retraction because again, Amazon seller support or account health support, they all conflict with each other. I don't think any of them truly knows the answer of what's going on. Yeah. There's certainly some inconsistencies in there. And I love that you gave a plug to Scott Margolius as well. There's uh, he's actually got a great book out. If you haven't grabbed it yet, titled plans of action. I do. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. Great book. Uh, I was honored to get one of the first copies and and he's kind of our go-to expert guy for these situations. And I think he would tell you that you don't want to not respond. He would completely agree with you there, but you want to be cautious in how you respond as well. That's one of the things he kind of digs into in the book, but you don't want to just ignore these complaints of the small handful of permanent suspensions that I've ever seen. I always tell people I can count on one hand after doing this for well over a decade, teaching people how to sell on Amazon. I've count on one hand permanent suspensions and hand the, of those two or three of them arguably were because they just ignored a good handful of IP complaints. And then when they yeah. did start to address it after being suspended, they couldn't get it back. So you don't want to just ignore them. You're absolutely right. But Scott dig, digs into that. And actually the podcast episode that was released just yesterday, as we're recording this, it would have been episode like 380, I don't know, five or six, something like that mm-hmm. is with Scott talking about account health okay. issues and those kind of things. So if you haven't seen it, that was just released. Now you and I are recording this and we'll probably be a few weeks before it's released. But I think you go back to episode 385, 386. It's with it's account health with Scott Margolius somewhere in there. Okay. Good yeah. one to check out for sure. Hey business building warrior quick update. One of our sponsors, payoneer.com. They're tremendous. They've got up to $750,000 without a credit check to help you grow your Amazon or Walmart business. These guys are a proud sponsor of this program. Thank you for checking out their offer at payoneer.com slash funding. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R.com, payoneer.com slash funding. Thanks for the sponsorship. Go check these guys out. Now, you and I are recording this, and we'll probably be a few weeks before it's released, but I think you go back to episode 385, 386. It's, with, it's account health with Scott Margolius, somewhere in there. Okay. Good yeah. one to check out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was outsourcing all day yesterday and I just completely passed out at around midnight. So I, uh, I didn't get a chance, but so, you know, I, I resolved that and it was, I guess that was relatively quickly, but two, two and a half weeks is what it took even after a retraction. So it just took time and it was the end of my world. I was posting all over the group. I talked to you guys on, you know, I think you had the, the clubhouse and everybody was kind of answering, giving their feedback I was like, it's the end of my world. You know, I mean, I've got $9,000 due to me. I missed the payout. So I had credit card payments and everything coming out. And I was like, no, it's, it's the end, but it wasn't. And actually after that, so that was end of April, beginning of May, it was undone. May became, was my highest month yet. And then June surpassed that. So it grew. It grew because 
I kept up with the replans. I mean, I wasn't buying when it was suspended. I was freaking out. I wasn't spending any money, but I had already had my set of replans. I was up to 240 ASINs. So yeah, that's a good number. That's great. And, and I, I vaguely remember that call. We did a good handful and we're going to be doing more of those free clubhouse, just kind of getting in front of everybody. It's like listening to a radio show. I'll stick a link to yeah. it in the show notes today. If people don't know what it is. It's a free app and it's kind of like a radio call and show experience on an app where you can join the host and talk, and then you can jump back into the crowd and listen. It's pretty cool stuff, but I don't remember specifically what we would have told you, but I have a feeling we were saying, Hey, it's going to be okay. Stay calm. We see it all down. the time. No problem. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad to right. hear the, the resolution. Right. Yeah. So it, it was good. It, it worked out. And, you know, uh, a little bit more takeaway from all that is now I under completely understand my account health. I didn't know that you should look at your account health several times per day. I thought you get notifications for this stuff. Like, oh, they notify you. No, I've had things pop up. Uh, fortunately, that was my only IP complaint, but I've had other things pop up on there that I didn't get any notification about. It was just me. And, you know, it, I look at it and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, this customer complained about something or your NCX score or whatever. And, and I was able to address it. And had had it not, you know, I mean, who knows how that would have affected things. But as soon as you get those little blips on your account health, it affects your sales. You know, all of a sudden it's like, man, I'm cranking along, I'm getting buy box and got one little thing there. And it's like, wait, I, I didn't get any sales until I resolved it, you know, so, mm, so yeah. pay attention to that. We can if your account health can affect how often you, you're winning the buy box. That's for sure. Yeah. So you don't want to go more than a couple of days for sure without checking it. And if you can, you most of us as Amazon sellers are checking our stats. Yeah, check your account health as well. And again, Scott goes into it in the book. And there's a great course actually in that podcast episode too for those who really want to dig into it and be super, you know, if this is your livelihood, this is your income, you owe it to yourself to be very educated on these types of things. And there's Scott's got a new course with content that can really help you run a tight ship. And uh, we're excited to be rolling that out to the community. So that just went live here as we're recording this a couple of days ago. But as people are hearing this episode, it'll be a few weeks ago that that just went live. So yeah, good content. I'm glad we spent some time. I didn't realize we'd be spending time on that today. So <laughs> yeah, it's a good book and it's an easy read. It's important for people to know that as well. I, I think I got through the whole book in maybe two hours. And so it's enough for you to get an understanding of what could go wrong and what to do if it does. But, you know, and then easy to reference back if you ever do have a problem. Hopefully I don't. But knowing what I know, having gone through it, it it's a very good read. So I, I recommend it. Well, thanks for thanks for taking us through that. I appreciate the chance to, to plug Scott's book. He's a great dude. He's helped a lot of people in our community for sure. Well, I want to hear some lessons. You know, you just had your incredible, again, congratulations, an $80,000 month. That's phenomenal. <laughs> like that's the most recent month. And so what are your goals for as you go into Q4? How do you want to, you know, like what's your total for the year? And then I want to get into some lessons, maybe some tips or strategies that you have for the listeners after that. Sure. So um, currently I am at $146,500 for the year so far. So doing the math, that's $80,000 in August. Uh, I'm expecting to break $90,000 if everything continues to go the way it is. For I, I don't expect it to, to roll much longer. So I'm doing FBM. If, for some seasonal-ish products, heavier seasonal-ish products. So uh, I, I expect that to kind of die down 
next month, but hopefully I've got, I've learned enough through this process that I'll be able to, uh, to find the next thing. And more importantly for me is all of the funds that I'm making from this is rolling back in and that's going to fund my growth into FBA. So I, I believe FBA replens are, I mean, that's the bread and butter. That's the steady steady supply of it's it's always going to be there as long as you keep feeding it and you follow that business that's where where you're going to pay your bills and these other little things like i'm doing and i'm having great success at now that's that's the fun stuff you know that that's like all right you know that's i don't i guess i don't know the analogy but but that's where you know you can make those big wins the bank you know maybe like q4 you know everybody says q4 is is so great um i mean that that's what these little wins are so right. it's a windfall. It's financing the business. It's going to allow me to jump to the next level. And you know, I'm fortunate enough that we're not relying on my income right now. So I can roll all of that back into the business. So where do I want to go for Q4? I'm hoping that I can get to at least $50,000 a month revenue. And I, I believe probably Q4, that's, that's achievable. I imagine you know, $40,000 a month as it was my goal as I start this. I need $40,000 a month to live my life and reinvest in the business. But I, I want that that dream of, what was the book, a four-hour work week or something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want that dream of doing that because I, I don't want to be behind the computer. I've done it for years. I want to spend time with my family. I want to go hike the Appalachian Trail. I want to do these these fun things and, and enjoy my son. So, and he's into it. I'm a scout leader and all that other fun stuff too. So we get to oh, do Oh, that's that. awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I have great memories so, of my scout leader at that age. Yeah. So really, you, yeah. it sounds to me like you're starting to, you, you've figured out how to blend these things together. Is your son involved in the business at all? Or you, have you explored that? I know he's still on the young side, but. He sources with me every day. Beautiful. So we, this year, well, last year we started homeschooling for what they call virtual school on in Florida here. Good and uh, it's not, yeah, it's not the Zoom classes or anything. It's it's like a homeschool curriculum that's online, and then we meet with the teacher at the end of uh, every chapter, and they they quiz him. He's second grade this year, so it, it's very much homeschool. It's something that we can do. My wife takes off two days a week. She does majority of that with him, and I'm outsourcing. But every other day, he's shopping with me. I've got picture upon picture. People know him. Yesterday, he went shopping in a Paw Patrol costume. So That's he's on the end phenomenal. of the basket. And he's now, in Paw Patrol costume. I'll just tell costume. you, man, dad to dad, there's no classroom experience. There's no teacher out there who's got a degree from some prestigious university where they teach educators how to educate. None of them can come close to instilling in that kid the lessons that he's getting from going to dad, sourcing you know, going out in this Paw Patrol costume, finding stuff, helping prep, pack, find, learning what it means to run a profitable business. Uh, no, that toy's not he, for he you, it. buddy. That toy's yeah. actually going to be sold to some other kid. Like those are valuable lessons. So great job, Absolutely. man. I commend you. Yeah, thanks. He, you know, and and he actually has picked out a replen who was several months ago. Daddy, you should try this. And I looked it up, and I'm like, wow, how many should we get? You know, he says, let's buy five. And I said, well, let's do six. It was a two pack. So I said, let's go ahead and get six. 
we did it, and it's still one of those. It's it's on the level of what I was talking about earlier, the 4 or $5 profit. Blows me away how often that and, happens. The spouse or the kid or somebody, a friend, you're just like, okay, you think you could sell this? I'm like, well, probably not. I'm the expert. I see the <laughs> stuff that's good. I have instincts. You don't. I was like, holy cow, 80 drops a month on two sellers. Yeah, we're grabbing right, this right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, is he involved in the business? I mean, he he shops with me every day. He enjoys it. You know, occasionally, you know, he'll get some iPad time or something like that for 20 minutes. But majority of the time, we're talking. We're in the store. We're talking about the products. You know, here lately, I'm buying a lot of the same, you know, the success this month is it's off like eight or 10 different products. Right. And uh, we're shopping a lot there. And it's, you know, we, we can't buy enough. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he helps me list them. You know, he's like, ooh, dad, can I, can I do that? And so I just kind of showed him the app and he helps me enter in that we got new ones. So as they're in the cart, they go online, they're in inventory. And for this stuff, I mean, very often, more than not, it's sold before we check out. So that's incredible. You know, that, yeah, that's pretty nice. And I'm like, okay, we got to go back. Let's go back in there and grab the rest of those. You yeah. Know? So we get to the car, we unload it and and do that. But he sits, you know, we, I do all my, my prep and chip and packing and everything out of my garage. Uh, we got a two-car garage, and it's all set up there. And so he does a lot of that with us. And you know, and it, it, it's good bonding time together, if you will. You know, I mean, I, I really do enjoy it. That's fantastic, man. Well done. You know, you've probably heard me say if you've been around a while in the community, but I, from the heart of a dad, I understand. I don't know what it feels like to be a mom. I love seeing moms be able to be home and be flexible and build businesses, but I don't understand what it feels like to be a mom doing those things. But I love seeing dads come home because I know what that feels like. I know what it felt like to me when I got to do it almost 20 years ago. I know what it feels like now. I don't have to get in the car at six in the morning or five in the morning before everyone's awake and come home after everyone's already tired and had a long day and maybe get an hour with them. You know, God bless all the parents out there doing what they got to do to pay the bills and to provide for their family. We support you no matter what that routine looks like. But I know how great it feels to be doing life the way you are, the way that I am. Absolutely. That I truly am living the dream these days. Yeah, man. And just knowing that the opportunities out there, the opportunities out there, which is a handful of products, you're, you're sold $80,000 and at 20% margin after everything's said and done, you put 16 grand in the bank mm-hmm. and you're doing it with your kid and you're living a flexible schedule. And you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg because it is the opportunities everywhere yeah. with the skills you've got. And, and you've been around a while too. I wouldn't mind hearing your perspective. I mean, you've been doing this internet marketing thing a long time. Mm-hmm. Put this in perspective. You've seen and done a lot of things. And I say it till I'm blue in the face. I've been, I've been on that same road, but people think it's self-serving to hear me say it. Put this in perspective, this replan opportunity compared to the other, what, 50 things you've seen come down the road. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like okay, uh, are you good at darts? Some people are. They could throw it at the board and they could hit the bullseye every time. But majority of time you you don't. Even those that that know anything and everything. I got really good at spending other people's money. I was afraid of spending my own money. So, I would consult and I would, you know, I wouldn't be an employee for people, but I would consult and help them spend their money because I'm very risk averse with my own. So, so again, the analogy could be you know, regular internet marketing is like playing darts. And yeah, you're going to get some wins. You're going to get close. But really, Jim, and <laughs> I don't. I hope you don't think I'm like trying to prop your ego here, but replants is like shooting fish in a barrel. It's 
it works. And it, it doesn't matter if what your education level is. It doesn't matter how good you are at working with computers. It works. It's a good system that works. Now, how, how quickly you can scale up, that's directly related to your effort and your willingness to figure things out. I'm that guy. I like to figure things out. I, I like to grow. I get obsessive about some things like, you know, I mean, I, I've lost over 100 pounds weight. Why? Well, because I learned a lot about keto. And you know, Good for but, you. Dude, yeah, that's awesome. You. Yeah, you, can't, you <laughs> yeah. can't make plans to hike the Appalachian if you're carrying around an extra 100 pounds you shouldn't have on you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, all that came about after I lost the, the weight. I was like, oh, look, I can do this. Stuff. Look what I can do now. Good for you, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Thanks. But like, you know, at, at the, the Proven Conference, Oscar gave this, you know, really great presentation that, you know, I mean, I, I went and I sat in on it. And I was like, all right, he's going to tell us a secret for sourcing and all this. And really, he says, I bust my butt. I work hard. I work harder than you. I work harder than that person. I work harder than them. Because you may work harder than me, but my goal is to work harder than you. And yeah. he just buckles down and he works hard and he he thinks God and he's grateful for the things that he has. And, you know, really that's, it's, it's all true. You know, the, the matter of scale and how hard you want to work. I mean, you know, you can go down 20 different ways and hire people and alleviate a lot of that, but to start, you have to put in the time. So it's shooting fish in a barrel, but you know, again, how many fish do you want to catch? How many times are you going to take your shot? And that's what the replens is for me. Everybody starts off and they're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm gated in grocery. I can't, I can't win because I'm gated in grocery. Well, I sold $12,000 my first month and I didn't even know being in grocery was great. Yeah. But, you didn't even know what, why do I need grocery? <laughs> right. But again, I was going to do replans and I'm like, well, right. everybody's doing grocery. I had, so I spent some time and I got ungated in grocery. Sure. And then I, I, I almost pigeonholed myself into grocery. I thought that that was the Mecca of that's where you needed to be to make these millions of dollars. And, and really what grocery gave me is aisles and aisles and aisles and aisles of profitable license. That's what grocery gave me. It gave me the chance to take shot after shot after shot after shot on the exact same day. I was able to do that. I didn't have to spend you know, hours and hours in between finding ASINs. I had to move three inches to the right. Right. I mean, they were right there, one right after the other. And you can make your mistakes. You can list on not the best ASIN. You could list on other ones that were still winners. And I didn't go three, four, five, six pages deep. I looked. I was like, holy cow, this is a winner on first page. Great. Now I'm going to move on to the next thing. And I was able to build up to 240 ASINs really quick. Now, after the show, I've learned, okay, it's time to pump the brakes. Now. I know that playing in the the small, you know, the little leagues, if you will, of, you know, wanting to spend less than $10, $15, you know, I, I was very, very scared. So now I can, I can jump into the big leagues and swing a big bat and for the fastball and, and, you know, try to hit that home run. And, you know, still I'm trying to stick to analogies here. If you say it, you know, maybe, you know, make first, you know, a double or something along the way. And, and it worked. I mean, I clearly knocked this one out of the park with some help. You know, these people that I met along the way, they point me in the right direction and cheer me on. But I now I'm able to take that information that I have 
and morph it into what works for me. So, so what does work for me? Getting into maybe some advice for yeah, people. For where sure. do I, you know, where am I shopping? The complete opposite side of the store of grocery. Because there's not very many grocery items you could buy that cost you 30 bucks or 50 or 90. I mean, one of my ASINs cost me $120, $109, $109 cost. So, whoa, that's scary, right? And it was for me until I made that first sale for $245. Right. How many, and you look at Keepa, how many drops does that have and how many other people are selling it? Talk us through the data a little bit on that one. That particular one was over 80 drops and probably 30 other sellers. Mm-hmm. And it just moves. I mean, they yep. can't keep them in stock. Right. You know, it's like you go, I mean, that, that's probably the biggest tip of advice. And I've heard it said before is when you go to the store and you see what's out of stock, take note. Right. Look at what that is. Look at the Everywhere. empty spots on the shelf. Get in there real close and look at that price tag. What is that product? I mean, if I ever do see some right. of that. And I think that's where we start to develop the instinct as sorcerers are actually get out of the stores is like, Hmm, haven't noticed that on the shelf before. I wonder if that's good. It probably is. And you check and yeah, it is. There's a reason it's always out of stock is because that thing flies at a nice profit. Yeah, exactly. Good tips, man. We're dropping some gold nuggets today for sure. Yeah. Thanks. So, so again, you know, that works in grocery too. I mean, it really does work in grocery, but to, to scale up, I found that I've got to get away from that. Now I still plan on keeping, you know, I, I went through and I did my buy list yesterday and, and I, I think I have like 30 ones that fit this new mold of what I'm, you know, trying to achieve. And it's like, okay, I'm going to get rid of all the others and I'm going to stick with these 30 and I'm going to build off of these 30. And so moving away from, from grocery, I mean, it doesn't have to be all the way to the other side, you know, around the grocery aisle, you've got all the, uh, I'm going to say the cosmetics, but like the shampoos, you've got, you know, the, whatever, the smelly stuff that girls like, you know, all that, that fun stuff, stuff without there. expiration dates and, you know, you exactly. get to price stuff there and the, the kitchen goods and kitchen wares and, you know, the stuff that goes in that part or the stuff that goes in the bathroom, you know, and it just, there's opportunity all over the place. And I love that you're starting with the price tag. And that's probably some right. pretty decent advice. I don't know if I've ever actually given that specific advice, but you're probably smart to go, okay, I'm not going to look at anything unless it costs at least 30 bucks today. Just see what I can find. It costs at least 50 bucks. You know, your general rule of thumb that, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, the general rule of thumb that you gave before is, you know, you said you go to, you know, speak to, to someone at the local grocery store and, you know, the, maybe the manager and you say, Hey, if, if you can buy this, so you could sell it to me for one third of what it is on Amazon. Exactly. Hey, let me know. Give me a call. That, yeah. That's a good one on the more expensive stuff. It's probably two and a half, you know, two yeah. and a half or, times. Or so even double. It, yeah. When you get up into 50 yeah. bucks, hey, if, if you can sell it to me for 50 and you see it on Amazon for a hundred, give me a call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that is a a golden nugget there for sure. So you know, take note. That is one that that's actually what was given to me. Almost the exact same advice was given to me. It's like look look for something that sells two or three times more, but has a very you know much higher price tag. Uh, get out of where you're going. Go into the lawn and garden section. The stuff with boxes that look like they're difficult to ship. The, go to, you know, the sports and outdoors section, you know, go to, you know, any of this. I, I've stayed away from electronics, but from what I understand, there's, there's stuff over there that's not electronic 
that still costs a lot that has some value uh, yeah. in this area. The stuff that has warranties on it, it's a little dicey. I don't play around with right. that typically, especially the higher end stuff with warranties. I don't play around with that, but there's plenty of other stuff in the electronics department. I I bought a bunch of surge protectors once and just made a killing till I couldn't find them anymore. Those things flew. It was oh, a certain really? brand, certain <laughs> price range. Sold a ton of them. Yeah, they just yeah. so fa- and it, it was like a gold mine. Usually, when you see a big pile of something at the store, you're like, "Ah, that can't be that good." So I'll check it anyway. And it was a gold mine. I bought all of them <laughs> as much as they could oh, get. Oh man, yeah, they flew. But, you know, the- so so anyway, so I I think moving away from your comfort zone is yeah. definitely it. You know, getting away from being risk averse. It's not it's not a risk. You you cut your teeth on, and I cut my teeth on learning how to read Keepa. I know I'm good at it. I, I know I'm, I'm probably not the best, but I know I'm good enough to know that this one has 10 drops. It's worth taking a risk or this has 20 or 30 drops. It, it's worth taking a risk. If it's worth taking a risk at five or $10 cost, it's worth taking a risk at 40 to $50 cost. And it's going to get you to where you're going that much quicker. So think again, you could sell four for $5 profit or one for $20 profit. And so we know at 10 drops on Keepa, okay, well, that's going to give me my share. I don't know. I sell five a month. Well, I could sell five and make 20. That's $100 a month, or I can make $25. What do you want to do? Right. Right. It makes total sense. And it, once you're confident and comfortable with the training, you're scaling up, you're, you're slowly scaling up. And we often kind of joke around like a lot of replen sellers start off at, you know, the dollar store. And you're just ecstatic to find things that you can buy for a dollar, sell for 12, put $3 or $4 in the bank. Like this is amazing, but there's so much more opportunity out there in the higher priced items. You find yourself slowly drifting into those categories. And, and that's where some of these multiple seven figure sellers and what in, inevitably happens and it'll happen to you too, Mike, is then the wholesale opportunities just start popping through. And then the private label opportunities kind of organically just start popping through. And then you've got a serious, you know, you look over your shoulder like, wow, look at this journey. Uh, And I love seeing that happen for sellers. What what a great story. I actually do have a wholesale, a couple wholesale accounts. You're already in it. They were with my history. I mean, that's one of the things that I do is, you know, I found a, a company I bought at a local grocery store for a packet of mix or whatever that they had. And I look on the back and I'm like, wow, that's, that's from my town. Let me call them up. Sure enough, they gave me 25% off the price that I bought it at the grocery store. And it's still, I've got one product. So one skew with them is on six different, yeah, six different ASINs. Is it all single packs or are you talking multi-packs? And no, we're talking multi-packs. Mm-hmm. So I, I sell it the single, I sell it in a double pack. I sell it as high as a six pack. And then they've got another product that is bundled with it. So right. there's and another. Selling all of is bundled with and it. you didn't set up any of those listings. I'm t- I take it. No, I didn't set up right. any. Uh, yeah. I was actually just approached by the, the manufacturer of that. It's an older gentleman. Um, last time I went to buy product, he says, Hey, I just got this in. I haven't sold it anywhere. He, he supplies uh, this seasoning to restaurants everywhere. And, um, he said, I just got this in. You're going to be the first, first person. He says, why don't you take a case and let me know what you think about it? So I tried it. I was like, man, this is good product. And, uh, 
And he says, well, you know, you want to create the listing for it and go for it? And, I mean, he, he doesn't do anything online. So he's an old-fashioned guy. Someone else, one of his other customers, created the listing for the other stuff. But he gave me this one. And so far, I mean, I, I did the first thing I, I created, or I, I created two of them already, so one and a two-pack. But I'm going to bundle it with his other stuff. It goes all together. So, you know, it's just slowly learning the, that process. But it is a wholesale account. So it's there. I call him up. You know, the difference is, you know, he delivers the stuff to restaurants and I just go pick it up because it's right next to actually one of the stores that I source at. So yeah, that's I, great. And there again, the relationships and, and slowly scaling into new territory. Yeah. You, you're on a brilliant mm-hmm. path, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked that I'm where I am right now. I'm grateful for all the people that I met. I'm grateful of having a, very supportive wife that she just looks at me and she says, I trust you. You know, if you, if you think you can do this, I trust you. And I know you're not going to do anything to harm our family. So you're a good man. And that's what I like. That's, that's what I value now. When I was in my twenties and early thirties, I, I didn't value those things. Right. And now it, that's what truly matters is good for you, Mike. family Man. and making sure you're doing things right. So beautiful story. every decision I make, I mean, it's a, a family business and by family business, I'm, I'm really, other than my seven-year-old son, I'm the only one that works in it. My wife occasionally will help me pack, but that's not her thing. She's not into it, but she's involved in almost every decision I make. Hey, I'm going to spend this amount of money. I'm going to do this. Are you okay with this? What do you think? I brought her to the show because she's a much better judge of character than I am. Yeah. So emails typically are guys were very smart to listen to our wives in that arena for sure. Oh yeah. She could have <laughs> saved me so much headache over the years, you know, former business partners and whatnot. Amen. Yeah. But yeah. So, so anyways, it's, uh, I'm just grateful to be here. I'm super grateful that, you know, I've, I've sold $80,000 in a single month. Yeah. And, and we're not even insane. through August yet. We got to say, I mean, you know, we kind of blew past that, but you're looking to maybe hit 90 in August. I mean, cause we still got you know, mm-hmm. a few days left here. So that's, that's a phenomenal yeah. man. Good work. I mean, I did $6,500 last month, Jim, $6,500 right. in July, $80,000 in August. You put the stuff you learned at the conference and the tips you picked up and the strategies you share with us today, you put it into practice and you had an $80,000 month. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing anything, you know, groundbreaking. I'm not no. reinventing, you know, the wheel. It's right. I'm doing what was taught mm-hmm. and it's just with products that are available yeah. and they're probably more available in my area than some of the other areas, maybe more than your area. But that's the advantage. I mean, I, I can take and look. I mean, one of the, the ways that I source, um, I go through and I, I look at everybody, everybody's store. You know, you come in, I guess you guys call that reverse sourcing, right? So you go look at everybody's store. They're selling the same product as me. I look for people in my area. This guy is in my area. So I look at his store and I'm thinking, well, he's sourcing in my area. So these are products that are going to be available to me. So I use that and then I go down the rabbit hole from there. That's how I was quickly able to scale to 240 ASINs. But from that, I mean, I, I could find your store or anybody else's and you, I guarantee you, you've probably got products that I can't get here, or you've got you know, what I learned on my road trip is that you've got products that every day are one price for you. And for me, they're 45 cents each more. And, you know, maybe that's 15, 20% more. 
and it's not profitable for me. Right. There's so, regional advantages and disadvantages no matter where you live. You're, you're hitting absolutely. the nail on the head. And that's what we encourage a lot of people to hit the regional stores. Uh, it, and even if you see the list of ASINs that other people sell, they're like, ooh, that's a secret goal. I even had someone come up to me at our conference like, hey, I think I know which store is yours. Are you blah, blah, blah. And you give me the name. I'm like, yep, that's me. And he's like, I'm going to look at your products. Like, that's fine. <laughs> Good luck finding 75% of them. You know, it's like, because yeah. unless you live in my hometown, but even if you do, like you said, one of your best sellers, there's 30 other sellers on it. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. find them fast enough for are selling. So it's not about like, oh, this is my product. It, it's a different mindset as a replant seller. There's always going to be mm-hmm. other sellers on the product. That doesn't bother us. That's that just means it's a good seller. And, and unless someone comes along and tanks the price, which means they're going to sell out real fast and figure out, hey, I just lost money. I don't want to do that again. And they're going to come back in at the right price. You know, there's just so little risk involved as you play this game. Uh, and there's an opportunity for us to be very cooperative with each other as well. It really is a fun model. It is. And, you know, that that's actually something that, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, you're going to sell it at a, a loss or whenever a tank comes in. I mean, you're not really losing much money. There, there are the guys that for some reason, I think they must buy the product for half of what I pay because they consistently come in and tank the price. I'm like, why would you take something that's selling at $30 and not even like drop it to 25, but you're like throwing it in at 18. That's how you come into here. I'm like, what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. But my business isn't their business. All I know yeah. is that there's some, some ASINs and there's probably of those 240, I may have taken maybe 40 of those. And I just wiped them out. And I said, okay, I'm just going to try to get rid of the product. And sometimes I'm taking a couple dollar loss each. But what that did is I've already had profit on the ASIN. It gave me an influx of cash. It's like, okay, I'm no longer committed to these. I don't need to wait around. But it gave me the influx of cash in order to go other buy other profitable products. Yeah. You can purge out your least exciting 20% pretty much anytime you want to in this business and not feel yeah. the hit and focus a little more on your top 20% put a little more energy into those. Am I on every ASIN that I could be? You know, if, am I going as deep as I could in this category? Are there other related products in the same brand? And spend time up there. So purging and adding, you know, focus on those top 20 and bottom 20 is a good strategy anytime. And you can put more money in, in your pocket very quickly. Um, yeah, you're much better than I am with that stuff. <laughs> well, I, I've seen it as thou, I've seen it thousands of times. We've had 7,000 coaching students and and all of our coaches are smarter than me, but I listen to them when they talk. <laughs> right. But yeah. any final tips or strategies or things we need to start wrapping this up. This has been a tremendous episode, but it did go a little long, but I think people are going to devour this. This is one of those people might want to listen to a couple of times, because if you're unfamiliar with the, the terminology and the, the different things we're talking about, you really need to go through the proven Amazon course, the replens module. You know, if you're brand new, go through Amazon 101 module, it's in the course get you up to speed and then go through the replants training and you can jump into this very quickly and then get into the wholesale and private label down the road. But that's the path we like to put our students on. Um, we're here to coach as well. If you want to get up to speed quickly, but I'm going to give our guests the last shot, any other tips or strategies, anything that you were hoping to hit today before we move forward and uh, start to land this one. So I think I've covered a lot of the, the strategies, but what I really want to drive home is Number one, you could do this on a low budget. I started with, like I said, $1,500 on my credit card. And 
I sold $12,000 the first month. I got lucky. The very first product I look at was a winner, but it does work. Um, cut your teeth on the low risk items, the low dollar, low risk items. Learn. Wait till you get a couple winner, 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 where you're just picking out winners left and right. You, you get 80% of the ones you get are winners. Um, that does happen. So pick those winners out and learn the process. And then once you have that, trust yourself. Trust what you've learned. This is a system that works. It just is. I mean, I've, I've been around for, oh my goodness, since 95 doing internet marketing. This just works. And it, it was brought to me by someone I wholeheartedly trust that did exactly that last year. He was making you know, a lot of money. He trusted it. He brought it to me. It's still working for him. And I just trust the process. Once you know the Keepa, Keepa is it. I mean, you've, you've got Keepa and Rev Seller is pretty much all you need. I also use Inventory Lab that makes sourcing and adding products, especially with expiration dates and all that, makes it really easy to do in store. Uh, Replan dashboard, um, you know, use that. They've made a lot of really great improvements, even in the last 30 days to, right. to the product. So th those are really nice to have, but Keepa and RevSeller, I think, are, are the must-haves for me in my business. If you're sourcing, RevSeller makes it easy to figure out what your actual costs are. Um, but Keepa is the holy grail. It costs, what is it, $18 a month or something, something I think. Something like it's, that. Yeah, it's the only, I think and, it was, it was episode uh, 369, I believe, that I go yeah. into why Keepa is the only tool you need when you're getting started here, a few bucks a month. Don't buy any other tools. Get the proven Amazon course, get Keepa. It, you'll prove to yourself that it works. And within $100 spent, you're going to know that we're on to something here. <laughs> and then right. you can- So, so my, final, my, my final tip for you, Jim, is learn from what I have, the, how to prevent IP complaints. So mm. I listed on a product that had a misspelling in the brand name. Mm. So think about this. Brand names are trademarked. So the trademark name, if there's a misspelling or in my name, I'll tell you the name. It was Camellia Brands Beans. This one said Camellia New Orleans style beans. So the trademark was Camellia Brands. So the products were legitimate. They were packaged great and everything. But when the little FN SKU sticker got on there, that was now labeled and it was violating their trademark. That's how they were getting people off of it. Wow. So look for that. I mean, there was multiple sellers. I didn't realize at the time that the drops, if everything drops down to one seller, you know, there wasn't even on this listing, the, the brand wasn't even selling it. So it was like someone else created it and they had this off brand, you know, right. that was listed wrong. So look for those things um, to, to trigger. Look for, for sharp drops every couple of months. If everything drops every couple of months down to one seller, you know, or no sellers, there's a reason for it. Hold yep. off, we, pump the brakes, reevaluate in, in a month. We teach that in the course. If it keeps dropping down to just one seller, that's probably the owner of the, the trademark coming in and saying, hey, we're cleaning house, here's why, right? So yeah. yeah, stay away. And there's good tools that we've talked about too that can help you avoid IP complaints. But even an IP complaint, it's not the end of the world. If you address it, it never is the end of the world. It's just, it's something you got to deal with. Uh, yeah. that's, that's 
it's a journey. You know, if this was so easy that you could just click a button and make money, then people would hire monkeys to click buttons and put money in the bank. But, you know, there's some thinking involved. There's some work involved. There's some strategy involved as, as you've talked about today, but it's a journey, but it's not of all the opportunities I've ever seen. This is the one that I can say, if you're ready to do the work, if you're willing to put in the time, you're going to get the results as consistently as anything I've ever seen or taught. And that's why we're so bullish on it. That's why we have all these episodes of success stories is and with great guys like you and others, dozens and dozens of recent episodes where we talk about, Hey, this stuff works. It's legit, <laughs> but there's some work involved for sure. Yeah. Good tips today, man. Thank you. And I, I could go on for days. I'm very passionate about it. Like you are. And like so many others in the community, thank you for the time for, you know, recognizing me and, bringing me on the show. It's a, it's a great honor. It was a great honor. I, I casually met you in passing at the show. You were on your way somewhere in basketball shorts. I wonder what you were doing there, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it was great. I, it was nice meeting every, everybody. You've done a really good job with this gym and, and the whole community. I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. Man, we're, we're honored to have you as well, Mike. And I think a whole lot of people had light bulbs going off as they listened to this episode today, and they're going to be coming up to you at our next event. Like, Hey, you're the guy, you're the guy that said this or that, you know, it's, it's cool because, you know, you can say certain things repeatedly. And maybe if you listen to all 380 episodes, you know, it's said 10 times, but they haven't listened to all those. And today you said it and you said it in a way that, that resonated or struck a chord and, uh, you're going to have those people contacting you, reaching out to you, telling you thanks. It's a pretty cool effect that uh, this this episodes like this have on people. So I'm glad you were part of it today, Mike. But I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a chance for just a second there and uh, say, hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. A longer episode, but I think if you look over your list of tips and tricks and strategies, this is chock full. This is a really packed episode with a lot of good action items on it. And if you're brand new to the community, I would encourage you, if this is the first episode you've listened to, Listen to five or 10 more episodes and get yourself convinced. Get rid of some of that skepticism. This stuff works. A lot of real people doing this business. We're here to help you out. There's going to be links and resources near this audio or video, or you can go to silentgym.com slash podcast. Look for this episode number, and you'll have a list of resources there as well. Everything we talked about today, the tools, like Mike mentioned, RevSeller. Well, actually the best price in the world on RevSeller is a link that we're going to have in our show notes. You can't find that price anywhere else. We help them found and get that software started. So they give our community a great price. So use the links in the show notes for these great tools and resources we talked about today. But to all the business building warriors out there, just want to let you know we're in your corner. We're here for you. We want you to succeed. Yes, we're praying for you. Yes, we care. Yes, we are here just like we've been for 20 years doing what we do every day. And that's helping people launch multiple income streams using the internet creatively. And this is one we're super excited about. And we talk about it a lot because this is where you should probably start with this if you're not sure where to start because it works. And we've got students all over the world doing this. So give us a call, reach out to us if we can be of assistance. All right. So until next time, thanks to our guest, Mike, you were phenomenal, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. And to all our listeners today, it. it was truly a pleasure hanging out with all of you. And we'll have another great episode again real soon. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show. You can get 10% off your first fees by going to Payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you. Up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. 
hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.